Bill Walton, Kareem. Let's go back to listen to a soundbite together with Kareem about, and I just would love to pick your brain of what do you think about when you hear this soundbite. There was something I found out about Coach toward the end of uh, his life that I hadn't known that, that really shocked me. And uh, it really is an indication of what his character was about. <clears throat> While Coach was uh, coaching at Indiana, uh, at Indiana State, um, his teams did very well. They were invited to the NAIA tournament, and um, the NAIA tournament was held in Kansas City. Coach got a, a call and said, uh, your team did very well. We want you to come to the tournament, but you can't bring the, the black ball player that's on your team. And Coach Wooden told the guy, well, look, you know, we, we've gone through the whole season together. Uh, I'm not going to do that because we're going to stay together to the end of the season. So uh, thank you for the invitation. And Coach hung up on him and didn't go to the tournament. So it's, it's this history that he has, the unspoken word. When you were with him in his presence, what things did you notice about him? Did he walk you to the door after yeah. the interview was over? How did he greet you? Did he look you in the eye when he spoke yes. to you? Um, the things that go beyond the words that, that you beautifully put into the book. Tell us about what you sensed about Wooden when you talked to Bill Walton and Kareem or anybody who wanted to make a comment about him to write the books that you did. The, the unspoken words of John Wooden. Well, he, he, he was, did not suffer fools gladly. He did not miss a trick. He knew everything that was going on uh, in, a, in a conversation. He was very astute and well-read and uh, knowledgeable about politics and, and sports, etc. But he was just basically very calm demeanor, never spoke a word that was ungrammatical. Mm. And uh, he had a, you know, he loved uh, poetry, had a graduate degree in poetry as well. Getting back to your the issue about uh, hearing uh, Kareem talk about uh, Indiana State Teachers College at the time, the fellow's name was Patterson, as I recollect. And yes, uh, he did get to play on the, the second time around. But there's a story that goes on with that, namely that uh, they were in a restaurant and they weren't going to serve uh, mm. him. And Wooden said, okay, we're out of here. And everybody got up and walked out, and that helped solidify the team. Uh, one other thing about race relations, it's its not widely known that how uh, Wooden did not see color. And in the early years, Westwood was segregated. He would get the, some of the black athletes into typically the ZBT, the Jewish fraternity, hmm. to live. Uh, and would take that upon himself. And another thing is that in the in the early '60s, when Kentucky, for example, was uh, playing all white teams, uh, coach along with other uh, Pac-8 uh, uh, coaches said, "That's it. We're not playing those guys." Hmm. And they forced them, forced them to integrate. Wow. Let's take a call. Solomon in Lake Balboa. You're on with Dr. Clapper and Neville Johnson. Oh, thanks, guys. Great show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I read one of your books, sir, and, and phenomenal job. A couple of things. You made me realize here today that, that Coach Wooden and Kareem were really two peas in a pod because yeah. they were both not just so gifted physically. I mean, well, Kareem gifted physically and Coach, you know, as a coach, but they were brilliant. They were brilliant people. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, Kareem, I'm, you know, his, his, his jazz collection, he's a writer, he's a producer. He's, these, were, these were great people. Um, and I also wanted to share with you, at 96, Coach was asked uh, about his father, the, the three sets of, uh, yeah. the set of threes that he was always reminded about. I wanted to share that real quick, if you don't mind. And um, I think the first one was uh, never lie, never cheat, never steal. That was the first one. Second one was don't whine, don't complain, don't make excuses. And the third one was he believed you should do your best. And if the results were unsatisfactory, keep quiet about it and work harder next time. Mm. And then he told his interviewer, he said, try it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, Solomon. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the kind words. Appreciate it. What do you think of that? Well, that his his, his dad was the inspiration for what he did. His dad was a very powerful force in his life. Um, Interestingly, his father had been a farmer and the farm failed. And the father became a masseuse at the local sanitarium, and that's what he did for the rest of his life. But he was just a wonderful, honorable guy. All three, I guess there's, there's either three, I don't know, I think there's three, I think he had three brothers. They all became teachers. Wow. Neville, speaking to John Wooden as a lawyer, what did you take away from it in your own life, your own career, the lessons that that the rest of us can take away as a surgeon, as a lawyer, about how to live your life. You can accomplish anything you want if you sit down and and, and go for it and, and learn the basics. Uh, Fred, uh, Fred, I, I forget his name, but he was uh, he went to Harvard Law School. I remember interviewing him, and he said, uh, "Yeah, Kenny Heights, that's his name." He said, uh, "You know." We came from a lot of different backgrounds. Some of the guys came from the ghetto. I came from a well-to-do family. We didn't necessarily socialize uh, off, the, off the court. But you put any of us together from any year, we know exactly what to do. And so it's all about, in any sport or discipline, fundamentals. you got to know what you're doing and, uh, and stay on top of it all the time. And that's what Wooden was doing, always improving at all times in every particular area. Ever visit any of his players in prison? Well, I, he wasn't a player. It was uh, Bob Haldeman, who was, had been the chief of staff for Richard Nixon, went to prison. And Haldeman had been a fundraiser for Pauley Pavilion. And I heard that he had gone to visit Haldeman. Well, Haldeman, you know, was happy to talk to me and say, it was so wonderful to have this person come and see me. And I asked Wooden, why did you go see him? He said, well, you know, he's a good man. He paid his price, and he's my friend. And he went twice. (laughs) That's incredible. And, well, and, and I want to say Haldeman was like the, one of the most reviled guys yeah, in the exactly, country at the time. Yeah, Ian Ehrlichman, exactly. Neville, thanks so much for spending time with us and giving us the insight. The books are fantastic, and um, we really appreciate you spending time with us well, today. Well, thank you, and I'm very impressed with your show and the <laughs> sound bites that you have found. You make it very entertaining and informative. Well, thanks so much, Neville. Coming from you, it's high praise. The great Steve Paulette helped me put it together, like he does each and every Saturday. Coming up next... We'll tell some stories. The number is 877-710-ESPN. <coughs> the power of words in your life, my life, and the life 
of John Wooden and JFK.